Bill Bros presents Off the Runner. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Runner. Today, I actually have a special two special guests with me not just one that's steve here today and i also have the co-host alex with us what up and our friend logan logan what's going on hey buddy how are you i'm living the dream you ready to go visit my parents but also ready to go back home as soon as possible and keep finishing my kits that need to be finished (laughs) you don't want to leave them alone too long no, I've been debating on bringing something with me, but I've done it before, and I feel like a psychopath every time I do, so maybe this time I'll refrain. I would say do it. Yeah, do it. I mean, I'd also say. I'm gone for a week. I usually only leave and go visit them for like two to three days, so maybe I will this time. So you're going to go for a full week? Probably not. Probably not. I need to just like put some of my backlog at one of their houses. Well, <laughs> and go. just like not even worry about taking anything with me. He's like, I know there's stuff there. Um, so tell us a little about yourself. Um, I am 25. I would ask my girlfriend right now my age because I'm terrible at remembering my age, but I'm pretty sure I'm 25. And uh, I grew up in Philly, and I live in Florida now. Um, and I have been building for like almost a full two years. Um, I've taken time on and off when I was younger from building, but uh, just like most people, definitely when COVID hit, I gained the passion like harder than I've ever had it before. It was a perfect time, honestly. Yeah. For super into being cars. Into Gumpla. Yeah, I was super into cars, and then I stopped. Uh, I stopped interacting with the car community a little bit because it's. A little bit too toxic for my <laughs> liking. <laughs> um, it just gets really old. Um, but meeting the community here has been really awesome so far. So it's been way more fun to interact. And in, like in the model community as a whole, is a much more interactive and fun group. So the past two years have been a different change for me hobby-wise, but definitely a good shift. So how did you get your um, like your Instagram build name on there? Um, so I had, uh, when I got, was getting my graphic design degree, uh, my bachelor's in college, I would do automotive design for people and draw their cars for them as like a side job during college. And I would always have my signature be my initials like L E E, but I really started to hate that it was my initials. And that I thought that it'd be much cooler to have like a logo or something that was able to be used and reused for other things than just like my initials posted. Like when I had to make like for a project, I had to use like a mock <clears throat> website. And using the logo from my designs looked like ass on a website. It just doesn't work correctly. It didn't look right. So um, I just thought about a lot of different things. And I thought about like my passion for stuff. So originally um, I had it as Zealous Design and it was for all of my design work. And Really, it was just me looking at like the term for zealous, which of course is just being, like essentially over enthusiastic or over the top about whatever passion or goal you have, um, which I felt like I applied to with cars and then moving and designing cars and then moving over into modeling. Um, 
when uh, I had posted my Barzam on Facebook, a lot of people asked if I had an Instagram, which for Gunpla, I didn't. And so I had thought about just wiping my design account and just making it a Gunpla page. And so when I did that, I just kind of sat there and was like, well, it can't be really zealous design. I don't really like that. It doesn't really roll off the to tongue for a modeling community. So I kind of sat there. I was like, well, I kind of like Zealous Hanger. I kind of like that. It kind of sounds nicer, kind of fits the hobby and like what I like to build primarily. So I just slapped it on. Who knows? In three months it could change, but for now I like it. <laughs> I'm an indecisive man. It is good. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's good. Many things um, can go down in a hanger. Yeah. What? You what? Know, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it goes down in the hanger. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what got you into Gunpla? A big gun. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, big guns, robots. Well, when I was younger, I was super, super into Lego, Bionicles, trans like not that's model kit really, but like Transformers. I always loved mecha design. I think from a young age, and like I said before, I was always into cars at a young age. So, um, there was a couple times. I don't know where I was at because I know Target sells exclusives and doesn't really have a wide range. But there was like two or three points in my life when I was younger where I was somewhere with my parents and I was able to get some higher grades. And I'd always build them and fall in love with them, but they were so hard to find that I never forced my parents to go out of their way to go hunt them down with me, being like, you know, 12. I think I built two kits when I was 12, like four kits when I was like 16, um, three or, or three kits when I was 19, 20. And then, as I said, like two years ago, 23 is where I just started going ham with building for sure. So that's, I was kind of all over the place. That's when the uh, plastic crack addiction started for you. Yeah, that's when I realized how much you can do, like, on a desk, and how much you can achieve through building, and, like, how high quality of a build you can get with really simple tools, and I liked that ability to, I like working with my hands, so the ability to work with my hands on a desk, really fun to me, versus, you know, normally having to go outside, jack my car up, and work on my car, and not usually have the best equipment that i need for the job so being that able to have everything i want and do everything i want with gunpla on the desk is this model kit in general like modeling in general as a hobby is such a cool dynamic to have to a, a hobby i definitely agree <laughs> alex is just laughing in the mic oh, yeah i'm laughing i'm fucking off the fucking guard. He's off the runner. Oh, god damn it! That's facts. He's officially off the runner. Yeah. What's your favorite build you've done? Um, it's like biased to say my Barzam, but realistically, I would probably say my X2 real grade crossbone is my favorite. Um, I did it in like a really fast time. It has like 178 water slides on it. Um, repainted all of the yellow to a neon xeon red and. Um, swapped as much as I could out of all the detail parts into metal. Uh, the thrusters are me red metal veneers. And then um, it was my first time ever practicing seam line removal, so completely removed the seam lines on the Javelin, um, as well as went to Hobby Lobby and found a thread count of um, fabric that I liked that was like a white fabric. Stained it with oils like grays and black washes and burned the edges and put wiring and hot glue through it and made a custom cloak for it um, to remove the plastic cloak that it gives you. Probably my favorite. 
Is the yeah. plastic cloak that you get for the X2 the same as the... Yes. Okay, so it's the same, same yeah. color and everything too, or is it a different yes. color? same color. Okay. The only time the color changes on the X2 real grades is if you get the titanium version, and it's not really like a color change because it's titanium coated, and it's like a metallic color flip almost in certain lighting. It looks borderline white or silver, but mm -hmm. it is technically the same color plastic. That might actually look pretty good though if it's like white or silver as opposed to like that brown on that uh, yeah know, grayish blue, I agree black. before I was air before I started airbrushing and I didn't really know about airbrushing as much I um, really contemplated you know asking into the ether of Facebook marketplace and Gumflip being like if anyone has a titanium version X2 crossbone that they don't plan on using the cloak for please send to me so I can put on <laughs> one of my X2s like please but at this point now like with airbrushing, I don't. That doesn't really bother me. I could repaint. If anything, I could repaint and make it an actual like titanium white or a titanium silver instead of the, the darker gray and darker brown coloring. Now I know this answer. Alex knows this answer. What's what's your preference on grade that you enjoy building? I really prefer high grade. No, I'm just <laughs> I was saying, I'm just kidding. This is uh, no uh, real grades are definitely my favorite grade. Um, just based off of size, I, I don't know why. I know a lot of people complain about working with smaller scale and smaller parts, but there's something about me that really loves finer detail, and the smaller the parts, the, be the better. Um, my first time building that X2 real grade, a lot of people hate that kit because of how small the parts are. It's a beautiful like well-engineered kits a very solid but very hard to work with how small it is um halfway through that build i was building um one they're like 124 scale but they're about two and a half three inches tall uh like hexagear type kits mm -hmm. and their pieces are half the size of the real grade pieces and i was like using those as my break kits so when it comes to like small detail i love it so i love the ability to have a mini master grade in 144 scale um and then of course based off of that with them being like mini master grades and that mini part of it i do love the ability to have more in a more confined space uh as i told you a couple of days ago I love putting stuff in poses for photos, but whenever I have stuff on my shelves, everything's in a deactive pose. So I just love having the rows, you know, of just lineups of Gunpla down in like a, and so with real grades and even like high grades, um, that ability to just like have seven, eight in like three, four columns in a single shelf in a DTOLF and there's four shelves in a DTOLF is makes me very happy. I do love master grades, um, but real grades are just my jam. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh Lo Logan's got a very nice backlog of real grades. Yeah. I do. It's not, that's it's not nice. a, that's more than a backlog, dude. That's a that's, collection. It's, it's yeah. Nice. Oh, my oh, excuse me. <laughs> Box collector. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I will say though, no, I definitely agree with that that I that topic though in the sense of <clears throat> there are people out there that are just hoarding boxes and they're, they're, they're they might build but they're very building at a very slow pace and eventually they might fall out of the hobby or they know that they're purposely buying kits to hold off on to sell um and i like told you guys this before as well but uh 99 of the kits that i buy uh full intention of building at some point 
um, if I ever post kits up for sale, give kits away to my friends, anything like that, it generally is just because I wanted to buy it at that time, and I did love it at that time, but I kind of just fell out. I, I lost the idea. I lost whatever project idea that was. So I was like, I have no use for this anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, too, like all, the cust- like all the customization and stuff you do on your kits, I don't think oh, it's yeah. physically possible for you to keep up on every single you know what i mean to build every single one that you get because you just you do so much detail and everything like that on your kits which is yeah like i just have a moment you know scrolling on new type or scrolling on something and i'll see a kit and i really like the leg design i really like the chest design and be like damn i'll grab this kit and i'll take those legs or take that chest and use it later for a kit bash that i'll do in the future i'll use those back that backpack to do a custom fitting on a real grade and you know I get the kit a week later, and then five, six months go by, and I go, what the hell was I doing with this again? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't want to build it. Like, I don't want to just, like, I don't really like the suit as a whole. I was, I probably needed it for something. And so at that point, instead of me just, like, hoarding, I'd much rather just sell the kit for whatever it's listed at, if it's in stock at the current time or whatever it's going for. But never intentioned scalp or get my money back plus just, Get what I got for it and move on with my life. <laughs> you should uh, start clipping out what you like about the kit and then just have like a freaking bin of just body parts. Just pick them the out. The problem <laughs> is, bro, I mean, I know we don't have photo or um, I know we don't have video right now on these, but I have a box like a, you know, like the 20 gallon jugs and it's just Ziplocs of spare parts and it's filled so like when it comes to like like you said like hoarding parts and like just like building them really quick for the side like I just don't need it. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't. I don't need. No. I don't need. <laughs> at this point, I've gotten to the stage where I've built enough real grades where I'm looking at my excess parts and being able to look at inner frames that I have extras of and build real grades for free. So like taking real like uh, unused inner frame parts that I didn't use for customs. And adding them to other ones and being like, oh, I have a kit that has full armor sets that were like, um, you know, sometimes like the, for P Bandai, if it's a color, it's a recolor, they'll give you the inverse color, like the original color, so you can build the mm-hmm. original. I'll be like, oh, I just have the inner frame for this and all the armor. I'll just simply build a free one. So that's kind of where it's at when it comes to the free, the free parts of my bin. I'm also, I don't know why I'm not a big, um, when it comes to my kit bashes for me personally, I'm very much like take one or two or three kits and kit bash them together. I don't really like go into the parts bin and like look for shoulders. I like look for weapons. I like, I try and base it off of if these three kits were designed in the same universe, how would this look? Fair enough. Um, I do so appreciate we... those who do, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we spoke a little about customization already, um, especially whenever you bring up airbrushing. Um, what do you enjoy most about customizing a kit? Um, for me, it's it's weird. It's like, I like the story building behind it. I know, um, you know, whenever you build a kit and you look at it, and you at least if you watch the anime or you know who the pilot is, whatever, maybe you have that backstory behind it. Um, I really like that world-building sense of creating. You know, you're sitting there looking at a kit, and you go, oh, what if it was red? And the reason it was red was because it's a part of... And you, know, you start going on in this story-building, and I really like that idea. 
Um, and with me having a graphic design degree, it's really <clears throat> pleasing to snap build a kit, take a photo of it in like a very basic pose from all angles, and then um, just do a quick outline of it to save time and then hand paint or hand color in on my iPad and do a repaint. And then being able to take that photo and, you know, two months down the line, a month down the line, seeing that on my desk is a really nice feeling. It's a pro Very, tip for you guys. That's, yeah, that's, really, that's a pro tip right there. Coming straight from Logan there. And uh, if you do, you know, just light sketches of your kits, just do what you can, like, like outline, you know, at the end of the day, it's not art that you're trying to achieve with it. You're trying to just achieve of mental and a physical image of what you want to recreate and i love it too as a tip for those out there when you draw that photo forever whenever you're building that kit and painting that kit you always have a reference photo like as if you're looking at the manual so you'll never look at a kit and let's say you have a side skirt and you want to have a front skirt armor piece and you want to do six layers or four layers of color separation you're not sitting there going damn where did each color go again and then all of a sudden, each side skirt has different color separation because you forgot where it went. You can always just look at your reference photo and be like, this is exactly how it should look. You're straight from his mouth, folks. This guy's laying down straight facts. Straight facts. <laughs> Pro straight tips. Facts. Have you ever, ever like fully hand-painted a kit? No. Those who do, God bless you. I know Kofli is big into that, and that is... Um, it's hard to do. I love hand. I, I love hand painting. I love detail painting. But the time it takes to hand paint. I, I learned how to airbrush before I learned how to hand paint full parts. So looking at it now, I just I can't go back. <laughs> I can't. Those who can get it and like get it to lay really flat and smooth like an airbrush, I salute them greatly. But um, Maybe maybe it's just my ADHD. I'm in uh, my mind's in too much now now now, and I want it now. Like if I could just take all of my designs that I've drawn for custom colors, and I could just like look over and it was done. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> like I already put three and a half hours into this drawing. You should at least give me a head start and like pre-prime the kit for me. Come on, give me something here. you watch any anime um i do uh it was actually funny i got into anime way more because of gunpla like just anime as a whole um but i definitely got the jump start back into the hobby two years ago was when i saw ibo got released for on netflix and i had watched it when i was um not younger but a couple years prior and it's like, oh, I'll watch it again because it's lockdown and I work from home now. What else do I have to do? Um, and I ended up watching it with my girlfriend. It was the first anime she has ever watched. And now, you know, I've watched Hunter Hunter, um, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, um, all to like the full uh, One Man Punch. I've watched half of Full Metal Alchemist, um, watched all of Ava, watched all of Gundam Origin um all of eighth mobile suit so uh i definitely got into it more but i love i do love gundam as like the center of my anime um as you guys have met them ethan and pride like four or five months back we did a four-day binge session where we just from start to finish in order of release watched every single gundam tv show and movie release 
Um, we didn't get the whole way through. Uh, I think we finished after the uh, Universal Century timeline, like the TV show that they did. That happens after the movie, but it's before. It's like very wonky timeline bullshit. Um, that was but, like the turn A and shit like that. I believe so. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I think it was just like a sensory overload watching all that shit at once. It just became yeah. so much for me that I needed just a moment because we were switching from so many time periods so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do really enjoy watching it because, as you know, um, hopefully I. I love the information about the suits. So being able to watch them perform and understand how they mechanically interact is really cool. I think even that just brings you back because, like you said, you like like with your customization and stuff like that, you bring that into uh, the lore and the backstory. You bring that into like your customs and stuff like that. So I think that's like really that's like important for somebody like yes. you that's like super so driven on their customizations, being able to see the show know the backstory of the the suit and then you say okay well i like this suit but you know like you said what if this pilot was piloting this suit right exactly and it, you know what i mean so like i think that's really important for somebody like you too you know that can yeah i can even do that because i i can't really no we'll get you I, there yeah. don't worry okay. <laughs> um no i definitely agree and, and like that's why i can you know it can sometimes make it difficult because when you have animation of suits it makes it really easy to see you know, how they interact how they move is this a ground type that's slow and like artillery base? Is this like the crossbone where it's literally built to be so fast and so small that it can just dart around space and go through meteor fields without being touched because of how just like fast and like flexible essentially it is? Or is it just like a big chunky virtue? So being able to see them visually helps because you can see how they interact. So it can make it difficult sometimes when. I'm looking for resources for customs and I find a suit that maybe only has been in a manga once or twice and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. I have a good visual representation, but like, I wish I could just see that action in motion to understand a little bit better of how this suit like moves. Now with all the customization that you do now, um, cause I've seen some of your like kit bashing and stuff like that. You're painting, obviously. Um, if you guys don't know, Logan's always helping me with my, with my builds um what is your least favorite thing whenever you're doing a custom we got it we got building. it <laughs> scratch building anything is my hell on earth for those Another that don't know what scratch build. building is logan can you give us a little yeah little it's information just, on that essentially scratch building is taking <laughs> in the most simple way possible taking something that doesn't exist that you can't have a piece for like a plastic piece for you can't find a resin piece for you there's no way to recreate it but you've either like sketched it on a piece of paper you have a mental image of like a backpack a a weapon a leg armor feet that you want to create and you make them from scratch using nipped out and cut up pieces of plastic armor claw plate iron rods whatever you can find to make it and um my brain is very creative but there is a limit for sure and that is very hard for me um i try and i have a very big issue with like ocd and perfection and so being able to just like willy-nilly throw things on but it does you know for those on you see on youtube they just throw stuff onto a shoulder armor and they prime it and they paint and you're like this looks perfect and you have to trust that right like that that's what they're doing it really is like there's some intentional dropping of areas but some of those is just 
this is mechanical detail. It should go here. It'll look mechanical, and that it'll look good at the end of the day. But my brain is like so psychotic that if I wanted to go that hard with like scratch building an arm and I wanted to do all the wiring and piping, I would like be researching car manufacturers and looking at the wiring systems for a lighting wiring harness, <laughs> and trying to perfectly recreate that and fit that inside of an arm. I'm like that's just not gonna happen. This is not gonna happen. <laughs> It's not yeah. gonna have. So uh, I yeah. I like to do minor scratch building, but that bigger stuff I tend to. I have a 3D printer, so I tend to um, find as close as I can in plastic, or as close as I can in resin. Um, and if not, then I will just probably switch gears, find something else that might be more suited that I still enjoy building with or using for a custom. And that that whole other realm of customization is crazy. Uh, I just I can't even put my freaking mind around that man. Just gotta jump in, dog. I promise. I ain't I jumping. I'm gonna need also. I'll go ahead and some shit. I need that. On um, that gun tank. What's oh, that movie right. With uh, Michael McConaughey, where he takes that pill, and he's like unlocks his brain. Oh, uh, limitless. Limitless. Yeah, I would I need one Matthew of those. Was McConaughey though? That it was uh, Bradley Cooper, I believe. Oh. I always get those two mixed From up. From Hangover, yeah. Oh, I always get those two mixed up, whatever. One has Anyways. a bigger nose than the other, that's all. Just remember it that way. I'll have to keep that as a mental note. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, uh, Bradley Cooper, I'm sorry. <laughs> no shade, dog, but it's just the facts. <laughs> yeah, I would need one of those, I think, to even jump into that realm god i couldn't imagine taking one of those and you just like airbrush and fully paint like two kits in three days and your brain <laughs> is like what's happening <laughs> just um, bleeding from your ears yeah but damn they'd be perfect wouldn't they be wild. Uh, so awesome um when it comes to anime do you have a favorite one um n- no really I would honestly say, however, I will say that I, uh, like I said earlier, I definitely enjoy the Gundam ones more and the Gundam universe more. Uh, I am, I will say, I love old school anime styles, as even though someone who's coming into anime very late in the game, most people who come in around the time I do are very focused on the animation styles of like Demon Slayer and stuff like that, that very high resolution, high quality um, I love that a lot, and I am enjoying seeing the progress, but it's very refreshing to see older animes as well, and seeing, like, that progress of, you know, season two of Demon Slayer, like, I'm not swinging anything, but just, like, the animation and art style, like, you look like, you almost look like you're watching a 3D movie half the time without 3D mm-hmm. glasses, and you don't understand how they did some of that work. And then, you know, you look at original Gundam Origin and you see the Zaku get, like, cut in half and it literally looks like a tarp being pulled. Like, it looks like cloth fabric and it's supposed to, like, metal shredding. And so it's just, it's really cool to see progression. So I love it all. I just like certain things. But I tend to, as soon as Gunpla comes out, I'm on top of it. I'm like, I'm watching that as soon as possible. Yeah, Demon Slayer season. That last one was crazy, dude. I could like, I was like, because it was nice too. Because it's not like it's like it almost looks like CGI, like you said with the 3D. But it did, right. but it didn't have that same like three dimensional. But it was. It was, it was so weird. crisp. It was so crisp. Yeah. You didn't feel like you were watching something like you said that was edited to CGI levels. 
it still felt like animation. It just felt like the artists were on the next level <laughs> when they yeah, were designing dude. that shit. I don't know. They must have talked to Bradley Cooper. They got that pill. <laughs> yeah, they got that pill, dog. <laughs> they, they gave him half a pill and they released that movie. And then they're like, all right, that movie was pretty good, dog. Here, you can take a full one. They're like, we'll release yeah. a whole season of a show now. <laughs> you can't leave until you finish. They had it done in a day and a half. Um. <laughs> Do you got a favorite character? In overall, uh, everything. It doesn't have to be um, like one specific series of Gundam or anything. I would actually, for this one, say no, I really don't. Um, I was telling you, or someone earlier, maybe Alex, but I had someone that I knew way back um, when I was building a year or two ago, and he would only buy suits or buy model kits if he based it off of him liking the pilot or not. Did not care about the suit style or design. As long as he liked the pilot, he bought it, and then if he didn't like the pilot, he refused it. Um, Like I said before, very much like Bionicles and Transformers. For me... If I like the suit design and the mechanical and mech design, I'm gonna buy it. If he's yeah. a cool character that I read about after I buy the kit, once I learn more about it, and he's a really cool, it's a really cool like pilot, and they've done a lot of shit, and like they like maybe they have like a scene in a movie that I go watch on YouTube. That's just a bonus. But at the end of the day, if they're like a shitty character, still got a cool ass, cool ass mobile suit in my opinion. Oh my God, throwing shots. Oh, yeah, not like Watcher. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't have really a favorite, though. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, too, with that question, it's such a broad spectrum. Like, there's yeah. a lot of great characters in anime, period. Yeah. I, I, and I feel like, I guess, for me, it would almost be like, um, my bias would be, this guy has a really cool-looking suit, therefore, I kind of like him more, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean yeah. like, yeah. if I see the yeah. Strike Rouge running next to, for instance, like the RX seventy eight, listen, Amuro, you might be main character, but that Strike Rouge is way too hot. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Strike <laughs> Rouge, dog. I don't care what you say. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, any shows that are coming out that you're really excited for? Uh. No shows, really. Um, I have, I'd have to look at a list that I have, but I'm super into horror. Alex and I watch horror together. And, um, yeah, we can go about. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Any uh, horror movies? We just watched yesterday, Crimes of the Future, and I got caught lacking three times for falling asleep during that movie because, oh my god, that was so boring. Um, what, was it, what, what was it about? The Crimes of the Future, dog. I don't know. It was, like, body horror. <clears throat> it was just them trying to really just push, like, this high level of CGI body horror, which, like, don't get me wrong, the CGI was very well done and didn't really look, like, super whack, but they had this really half-assed plot behind it that they just kind of, like, piddle-paddled through the movie and like the last 12 seconds you're like okay the story's really important now we're summing it up and then he's like i don't care yeah right <laughs> really don't i want to go home there's Wait, 20 th- all this time there's 20 minutes left and you haven't stopped talking to me and i want to go home <laughs> <laughs> i'm not having a good time better call my mom and ask her to pick me up at this point 
I don't no. know. I was expecting more more horror and, and gore. I'm sure Alex could agree from Cronenberg. There was probably about only five sections where there was actual blood, gore, anything like that. I would say legitimately this was all talking. Lots of talking. We, uh, what was that Mad Dog we watched? Mm-hmm. Mad Dog, Mad, no, Mad, God. Mad Dog, no, Mad Dog. <laughs> Mad Dog. Mad God. Yeah. Um, uh, that was really cool. They had some Krager kids just chilling. Yeah, you'd have liked that. You'd have liked that. See, they had some of those old school, like, mecha design suits, like those older models. Um, It was, yeah, if you guys, for those listening, um, on Shudder, it is, I think, I don't know know if it's exclusive on Shudder, but it is on Shudder, it is, is, but it is on Shudder. But they have Mad God, which is a, like, hour and 40 minute long short movie, I guess you could call it, but it's all stop motion animation using claymation and model kits. And it is so cool to watch. And um, it's definitely like almost like Dante's Inferno, like going through the layers of hell as this like mining guy descends. But just like, and there's no audio, not that there's no audio, but there's no dialogue. So it's like a silent film essentially. And. It is really cool just to see that animation and see everything and how it works. And like Alex said, like seeing model kits that we kind of like recognize and watching them getting like blown up on like a battlefield and shit was really cool to see. So I definitely recommend those for the hobby people. If you're into horror or not, um, it's not like overly aggressive on the horror in my opinion. Um, It's just really cool to watch more than the story itself, 100%. You said it's like stop motion. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, think of like night- Nightmare Before Christmas, like that kind of. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, obviously, that's all claymation, and right, now right. add add some model kits and like uh, I don't even know, like plastic bits. You could say, you know, they just did like a lot of mechanical details using random plastic stuff from I, I would assume model tanks, model ra- like railroads, trains, a bunch of stuff. Really is it cool. kind of like the stuff that Mark does in his videos? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, obviously okay, okay. to a production level, so it's much cleaner because he is just learning. But um, definitely like exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's pretty cool. Then that might be something he can check out if he hasn't seen it. Thank um, you for reminding me about that. I should send him that link. Yeah. What's uh? What's some upcoming projects that we can expect to see from you? Um. Right now, I have my F ninety one duo. Mm. <clears throat> Just that that mm. noise. Um, so I snap built the F ninety ones, and I took out my old F ninety one regular release that I built a year and a half ago, and I realized how poorly it is built. So I am redeeming this one, these ones, by doing a full repaint, um, original color scheme, but full repaint. Um, I'm halfway through rescribing out all of the panel lines that I want to rescribe out. Um, and then once I get back from this week vacation, I will be priming these and painting them. Is that what you're working on right now? Yeah. And then okay. after that, um, my paints are on the way and I have my commission build for that freedom double or that double O freedom custom. At real grade, so I will be painting that soon. Once the paints come in for that, what else? What kind of paints? Did you say, Alex? What kind of paints? Like, 
Uh, Mr. Hobby, just lacquer paints. I just, uh, the person that wants the kit done it wants it in Trans Am colors. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, since it has to be like a pearlescent gloss, um, I wanted to make sure I had like black base primer, um, pink base primers for the yellows and oranges, stuff like that, just to make sure I have everything I need, as well as buying some metallic pearl, uh, pinks, um, I also thought I have a second one now on the way, but I found out that I have it. But I have a um, Mr. Hobby Crystal. It's a lacquer clear coat, essentially, but with a metallic flake in it. But I have every single color um, of their line. So all like it's, it adds like essentially hopefully like what the Turbo Dork does, where it adds like a color shift, but only mm -hmm. a single color that you put on top of a normal piece. So I was probably going to use either the like I think it's called like Aurora Red um on on it or the um like titanium white that just makes it like a really nice pearl color but just like spray them so that way when that angle hits and all those highlight edges hit it'll have like a line of red or a line of white go through that'd be sweet i'm excited well i know i'll get to i know i'll get the in on that one so i'll be able to see that as it comes along i'm pretty excited for it any uh trans am water slides Oh yeah, I um, funny. I know that we like again. Like I said, we don't have um, <laughs> video. But when I finally had my package get delivered from my buddy Pride, um, he bought for me on Delpy Decal because he was doing an order a set of water slides for the Seven Sword Trans Am real grade. So I'll just use those because it has a lot of line work and directional water slides with how the freedom wings fit onto the gn drive that i have set up that they will have a lot of those line works put on it um you also sent me these bad boys no they can't uh. see but for those listening it's a pg strike rouge and a pg7 sword jesus fucking christ it's a suitcase it's another suitcase yeah he's a good whenever guy you, whenever you were doing that um <coughs> When you were working on that custom, um, you know, I, I was there for a little bit of it. Um, now, that that's the Freedom and the, the Exia. And the Exia. Mm -hmm. So two completely different. How much how much extra modification went into that to get that backpack on there? Um, for the backpack, I sanded down and nipped off the like pointed end of the gn drive that sticks out of the back <clears throat> cut that off completely um laid it down on a piece of plow plate threw out a circle cut that circle out to me cemented it on sand sanded it to bevel it to match the edges of the line of the body lines of the gn drive once i did that i measured the diameter got the center point once i got the center point i started scribing and increasing the scribe size until i made a slot and then kept practice or kept testing the peg size or the slotting peg for the freedom backpack into the back until it eventually was like a snug fit um and then from there i noticed that there was some sag so i just put a brass pin in the freedom backpack to and go into a uh pinhole onto the gn drive so it sits nice and firm that was just the backpack i had to modify and make a custom mm. waist make a custom chest um custom ankle units has been fun ish <laughs> bro that's calm down that's so much shit doesn't work dog 
Yeah, we're almost there though. The the modifications are done at this point. I've started all the scribing. Um, there's some stuff I still need to do. I have some new putty on the way that I think will be a lot more resistant, and I'll be able to putty and fill all of the like seam lines of all of the new pegs that I made um, and brass pin just to make sure they're seamless. <coughs> I have really bad OCD, so like I when I make. Sh I build my kits, you know, I'll spend 40 seconds to a minute and a half on a single nub mark just to make sure that that thing is level and correct. Um, when I do like a seam line removal, I make sure that that thing is correct. <laughs> right. Well, the level, I mean, just the way that your kits even look speaks to that too. Like just yeah. taking that extra time. Um, and I know for you, that's that's like something that you do for yourself, but it's like, you know, just taking that extra time on on your your kits and things like that. Your work definitely shows that you you put in the work. You know what I mean? The, the shit you do is fucking crazy, man. Thanks, dog. <laughs> just here trying to, to build with homies. <laughs> well, that's gonna lead to this. Like, I know you've told us, but like, what about competitions? Yeah. Uh, why are you asking these questions? Yeah, I, no. I um I don't have builds worth competitions yet. No. So mm. Not yet. Not Bullshit. yet. I no, think no, um, in like two to three years, I think we I think I'll be happier entering like the beginners group or like who knows, maybe in like two to three years just jumping it and go to that higher level group. But um my really close buddy Pride, he entered a competition and got first place at a local um, shop in Massachusetts with like 20 people who entered. And looking at his build, um, I can definitely build to his his level to an extent, uh, but I don't feel comfortable submitting anything until I'm very definite on it. And I do love a lot of my kits, but I, I you know, as most people who build their own kits do, you know where the errors are. Um, yeah. So I'm still learning a lot, and I want to make sure, like I said a thousand times, my OCD. I, I, I look at it when I submit a kit to a competition. I look at it like they're gonna take a part separator and separate all the armor and inspect every piece one by one. So I'm not there yet in having them inspect a kit to that degree. Not yet. Checking its undercarriage and shit. Yeah, like my I, I know that they don't do that, but like my brain has <laughs> to have that level of perfection. If they asked me to pull off any piece of the armor, no. I could pull it off and have a fully detailed inner frame on every section. Nothing's hidden. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I think, day. That, I, I, think, I think that you'd be fine if you entered some, but... Same, hey, bud. What's my, what's my opinion? Um, do you have any shows that, you're, that you think deserves another season or that you think maybe was cut short? Doesn't necessarily have to be anime or anything, you know what I mean? Just... Just in general, um, or if you want to do, do one that that is an anime and one that's not, whatever I, you know. I forget what it was. I believe it's called La Revolution. Um, it was like a, a one season. Netflix, you know, as Netflix does, makes yeah. really good ideas, makes a eh show that can go somewhere and then doesn't get enough love, so they just destroy it. Yeah, um, but like it La existed. Yeah, so La Revolution came out, and I saw it on my browser for a while, and I never watched it. And then I watched it with my girlfriend, like, three months after it released. I binge-watched the hell out of it with her, and we finished it. And it leaves on, like, a cliffhanger, everything. Just, like, a full stop, the normal Netflix 
spiel. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait for season two. And my girlfriend types in her phone and looks it up, and they canceled it. Um, but it's like a really good concept. It's like a zombie horror kind of show, but it has a really good twist in the sense of like it's a, called like a blue blood infection. So when you actually start to turn, your blood turns blue. Um, and like you can see like that blue in the veins and stuff. But it takes place during the French Revolution. It's a really cool time period to have that happen. And it happens in, you know, like the slums. Um, and starts spreading towards the show into the hierarchy and into like the more elite class. So it's a really cool and interesting show that I wish they expanded on more, especially with leaving us with like such a gnarly cliffhanger that I was like, please give me more. And I just was immediately denied. <coughs> Shot down. You never yeah. know though, too. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things that get dropped and they get picked up later again, too. So maybe. Maybe I hope so, time. but I mean, to your point, now that it, you know that was six, seven months ago, that that shit has definitely faded from everyone's mind of existence. So, very doubtful, but who knows? We can only hope. Um, <clears throat> where can everybody find you at? Like, what's some of your socials that people can follow? Very bad with socials. Uh, Zealoushanger.us is my Instagram. Um, besides that, you'll see me lurking and posting from time to time in the facebook forums uh like gunpla tips and tricks and stuff like that um i don't really post on social media that much as i used to i actually had a really really cool conversation with a buddy of mine um who's a really really good builder um he's also a marine and he and i were talking about you know growing a status and growing a following on instagram and on social media and I told him kind of how like I wanted to take a back seat in that when I used to do it a lot when I was ha- in the car scene I was you know trying to post two to three times a day made sure I had five to six stories on my account make sure that I had always a thriving growth and it hurt a lot <laughs> it drained a lot of me to do that I felt like I wasted a lot of time doing that like a lot of my day just figuring out what to post and I didn't want to just live that again into the hobby because I feel like it's a hobby. It shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't feel time like you're wasting time or you're putting too much time into it where it's consuming your life. So I um, I really just have my Instagram because some people asked for it. I met some new people through it and some friends through it. So I'm enjoying it as a personal account and I post when I want to post. Um but you can certainly follow me for my builds when I do post, and you can certainly follow me for the times that I just spam all of my friends and have you follow them because they post more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you want daily content? I'm not your guy. If you want some semi-cool content, like once or twice a week, maybe, I'm your boy. More than semi-cool. Jesus Christ, that may be different. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, my friend. Thanks, buddy. It was nice being on here a second-ish time. So, yeah, there's a so there was a there's a lost recording. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> no, it's, that's it. low key though. To be fair, the longest recording that's ever been on this show. It was like five hours long. Granted, four and a half hours of it is silence, but. Yeah. Me, there's a me, really good 30 zonked. minutes in there there's a really good 30 minutes in there <laughs> for the listeners that don't know i i enjoy adult beverages and uh i had done 
I think what was it? I had got. I think I. I, I know something did. straight out of the handle because it was yeah. like three forty in the morning, and you were just like, "You want to do podcast?" Like, all right, brother, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> I was. Uh, I was. Um, you know, little tips there. Uh, more than a little tips. And uh, you were in New York, New York I, state of mind. Yeah, I, yeah, dude, I was. <laughs> I was. I was on a. I was on a. All, I was turned up, a whole nother level. Oh, Tobias. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was hanging out. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so yeah, this is our second recording. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us build bros at build bros underscore M I on Instagram. Um, and of course, check out the network spawn camp co. Uh, definitely. You want to hop in the discord. Um, we're always in there hanging out. Um, more so these guys because I'm a lazy sack of shit. Uh, but we've got a place oh, for no, gaming, no. hangout, posting your builds, everything really. Come, Good sense of community come, there. Nerd come pop culture. Listen, come listen to me yell at Kofli as he yeah. gets frustrated for no reason. You guys can watch me build and watch Logan teach me things that I don't know what I'm doing. I can pretend to learn how to build. All right, guys. Um, that'll be uh, that's it for the episode here. So this has been Steve from Build Bros. Alex, from this Bill is Bros. this is Logan from Zealous Hanger, one of the High Council members of Spawn Camp. All right, oh, guys, yeah. I'll catch you guys later. Bye, bye, buddy. Bye. This has been Off the Runner by the guys from Bill Bros. Don't forget to check our other podcast, Bill Bros underscore Mi at any of the respected podcasts, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also check out bondcamp.co for all other shows 